It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Troy Halliburton, and joins me on the other line, my guy from Axios and Bullets Forever, Mr. Mike Sykes. How are you doing today, Mike? What up, what up? I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me on. And man, of course, of course. I appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule to talk oh, a little Wizards uh, do basketball. <laughs> As we speak, I am doing absolutely nothing, so... <laughs> Don't tell, hey, I hope hope my uh, hope my bosses aren't listening, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you you never know, man. You never you know. Never if they know. do, hope they know. hit that subscribe button after the rest. Oh of yeah, that. definitely, definitely do that, y'all. Definitely do that. <laughs> exactly, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's a, a sports related podcast, and and you're a sports writer, so yeah, you know, you know I'm putting it, on, it, putting it all, on for it's the all brand. In the purview. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but no, I, I wanted to uh, sit down and talk with you about um, the Washington Wizards, who just sent out uh, their, their uh, PR uh, email about the official Wizards uh, roster for for the 2019-2020 season. And so, I just wanted to uh, talk to you about you know the, the the guys who made the team, some of the guys who didn't make the team, and and, and how do you think that uh, you know all of this is going to fit into you know what the Wizards are going to be able to do this season. Yeah, um, I, I mean, this is kind of this is kind of like we were just saying. This is what we expected, right? Like everyone, everyone pretty much made the team. I mean, you had your your Justin Anderson cut that kind of got everybody uh, riled up, and and I was included in those people initially. And then I sat down and thought about it and was like, ah, Justin Anderson not really going to move the needle, especially for a team that's not really um, competing for for a championship, right? And and so it it at the end of the day, it really didn't matter. Um, but you know, you got Chris Chioso in the two way. Um, you know, Justin Robinson made made the actual opening night roster, which was which was a bit of a surprise to me, but I think we talked a little bit about this on, on Twitter too, right? Where Justin Robinson is, is kind of an asset, uh, for the future. Whereas Chioza is is kind of a guy that they believe in, but like they're not as heavily invested in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that has a lot to play into it. It's like when you look at what the, the when when teams are making roster decisions, you know it's it, it a lot of it is based on you know obviously what's going on on the basketball court, but there are other factors that go into some of the the, the decision making process of how teams you know decide who's going to be on the roster. And so when you look at Justin Robinson and you know the commitment that the team made to he and his agent uh, early on. I think that it would have been a surprise. Like it, he, something would have had to have gone wrong for him to not have made the roster. Because you know, and I ended up I posted a video that I uh, got when I talked to Justin Robinson uh, the day after was uh, I think it was a couple of days after the draft. The team was doing their uh, mini camp before they went out to Las Vegas for summer league. And something very interesting that Justin Robinson said in that interview, he said that he and his agent actually turned down opportunity to get drafted late in the second round because he wanted to come to D.C. because he saw that there was a good opportunity there and that they gave him a substantial guaranteed money um, on, on that day when he first signed to, to come and play for the Wizards. So when, when you look at exactly what you said, I mean, they, they were invested in having Justin Robinson right. be a part of this basketball program. Right. And, you know, and, 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 and what people fail to realize that it's not just the – just being a part of the Wizards, you know, they also have the Capital City Go-Go now, too. And so I'm, I, I'd be willing to bet that Justin Robinson probably plays more minutes with the Go-Go this year than he does with the Wizards. But, Absolutely. you know, when you go back to that initial investment that the team made, you know, it's not a surprise at all that he makes the final roster over a guy like a Justin Anderson who is, you know, a, a journeyman player who has played on four different teams in the last four seasons. And right. they actually have, you know, no investment at all made in, you know, him playing for the team. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, people people need to look at, you know, the all-encompassing picture when it comes to some of these roster decisions. Yeah, and and I think it, it, it even goes beyond the Wizards, right? Because, like, I, I think, you know, Justin Anderson probably didn't come to – Wizards camp, right, thinking that he was gonna work his way into a into a roster spot. Like I think we ended up there where that being where that was a, a potential possibility because of all the injuries to to Troy Brown and CJ Miles and, and stuff. Yep. But like the at the end of the day, I think Justin Robinson, well, not, not Justin Robinson, but Justin Anderson, uh, kind of just wanted to to get a look out there, right? And and like he wanted to put something on tape, 
for for folks to look at. And so in the middle of the season when when some team is injury ravaged, right? Like this is a guy that you know, you, you you saw he could play, you can make a call, and you can get him right in, right? Like, I, I think I remember something similar happening with uh, Gerald Green um, a couple of years ago in, in Houston, right, where he was just, like, sitting on the couch at home, and then, like, the Rockets called him, and now he's a three-point specialist for them, right? Like, I don't think Justin Anderson's that good, uh, which is, which is kind of wild because it's not like Gerald Green's great, but – uh, but you know, I mean, you never know, right? And, and so, like, I, I think it was just an opportunity for him. And, and so, like, don't, don't I say that to say, like, don't feel terrible for him because he's still got something out of yeah. uh, out of this. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Justin Anderson got a lot of it. And what you said, he he not only not only did he get something on tape, but he also got a word of mouth that I think mm-hmm. carries a little bit even more than the tape. And so, when you show up into a situation with the Wizards, you go through training camp, you're a complete professional. You know, you, you, you have the team GM, the coaches, all the coaching staff, all the rest of the players, and when they speak highly of you, you know, that word carries around the NBA. And so right. if, if there was another team to come in, and I think even more importantly, how he handled himself through that whole Marcus Morris situation. So my oh, man, man Marcus Morris boinked him inside the head with, with the basketball. You look at a guy, you know, I'm saying like probably 60% of the guys in the league probably would have had to fight that dude right there. But Justin Anderson, you know, I'm sure he probably wanted to fight him himself, but he, you, you're looking at a veteran player who knows that, like, I'm on a non-guaranteed roster deal. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be, you know, I'm trying to show that I, I'm a heady player, that I'm a heady veteran. And so I think that the way that he handled himself, his whole tenure in Washington, definitely leads him to he, – he will play again in the NBA. I could, I could guarantee that. Because, like, right. you know, he, he – I mean, he's one of those guys, I mean – he steps off the team bus. I mean, you're looking at a guy like he looks like, I mean, Michael Jordan. I mean, he steps off the bus as far as his, like his physicality. I mean, he's six six. He has the – he's cut up. Like he, I mean, he has he everything tools. that you would want physically from a potential NBA player. And so then also when you add in the, the, the professionalism that he brought, you know, even in a short period of time with the Wizards, like I think that that, you know, uh, that, that really is what separates, you know, guys who have talent uh, and, and who who could potentially be on NBA rosters, but sometimes they can't fit because they 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 aren't uh, you know good character guys. And I think that he kind of showed that. I know that for a fact that if any team from uh, if any team out there calls the Wizards and asks how Justin Anderson was, they, he'll get rave reviews. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So and then all right. So when we look at uh, so Justin Anderson, uh, he he was cut. Uh, we also have to talk about uh, Jamario Jones, who was also cut, but he's already been picked up by the Milwaukee Bucks, and I right. believe they signed him to an Exhibit 10 deal, so mm-hmm. he's probably going to play for um, their G League affiliate. And so I thought that Jamario Jones was a guy who I w- would have liked to have seen more of in the preseason. Um, you know, he, he really did. He only played, I believe, like seven minutes a game uh, in the preseason, and he never – he didn't really get the, the same shot that – I believe Justin Anderson got to, to showcase his skills and to potentially make this roster. And so I, I, as a guy who I went to a few of their training camp practices, I mean, and Jamario Jones was a guy, he was all over the place every single practice. And so I, I thought that he was probably one of the best defenders they had on the team, probably, probably the best defender they had on the team mm-hmm. in training camp. And, you know, he never I, – I don't think he ever really got a fair shake as far as um, get earning playing time in the preseason and showcasing his ability. What, what, what were your thoughts of uh, Jamario Jones' very short stint as a Washington Wizard? 
Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Like, I, I thought that he didn't really get that fair of a shake in terms of, of minutes played. Like, I don't know how, um, you know, how the, the inner workings there went in, in camp, but, like, I do know that a uh, reflection of what is going on in camp, what is going on in practice, it goes on to the floor, and we didn't see a lot of him. But, like, from, from the stuff that I've heard and from the people that I've talked to that, that are plugged in, they, they're like, hey, like, this guy is really good. He's one of the best defenders on the team already. Um, and so, like, I, I think uh, the Wizards had a real opportunity um, with him uh, to, um, to to just get like just give him a shot, just give him a shot, right? Like, this, this is going to be a team that is like you you look at them, they have a lot of good offensive players, a lot of uh, solid firepower there, but like no one can defend, right? And so, I, I think you know, anytime you can get your hands on a good defender, you should you should do it. But um, at the same time, I always felt that Jamario Jones was kind of a throw-in with the Lakers trade, along along with um, Isaac Bonga and, and Mo Wagner. Like I, I didn't feel like the Wizards were super invested in that guy, and so I could I could understand um, I could understand him not getting uh, the the same the same playing time that uh, uh, Justin Anderson would get or or, or uh, Justin Robinson. Like I, it. I, I didn't really – I guess I didn't have a, a, a problem with it, but I, I just would have liked to, to see more from him. Um, and yeah. I think with, with the herd, like, he's going to have a, a, a great opportunity if, if the Bucks do uh, send him down to uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get a chance to play a lot with the herd. And, you know, I, I think that he um, – you know, I, I'm not sure what the negotiations were after they cut him, if they tried to get him onto the go-go, so I can't even – you know, speak to that uh, as much. But I do know that, uh, you know, like I think that I would agree 100% when I think the Wizards probably viewed him as a throw-in to that that, uh, Lakers deal. And they probably viewed, you know, Mo Wagner and Isaac Bonga as the the key pieces that they were adding to their team and that, you know, Jamario Jones was a a nice throw-in addition. And so, you know, I think that when you look at the way that the roster was constructed heading into training camp, you know, there were already limited roster spots to begin with. So, I mean, the odds were stacked against Jermaine Jones from the very beginning. And so when you look at, like, a guy like Justin Anderson, the odds were stacked against him, and he was in front of Jermaine Jones. So there was really almost no chance that Jones was going to be able to make the roster. And I think that with, when you look at the Wizards where they have their, their injuries at the point guard position, I think that that gave – I think that with the Wizards where they had the injury at the point guard position and the fact that Chris Chioza really outplayed Justin Robinson, so they, 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 they really needed to keep Chioza because I think mm-hmm. if Robinson had outplayed Chioza, it would have been easier for them to, you know, uh, to, to have that open two-way spot and maybe that could have gone to Jones. But because Chioza outplayed Robinson, like, that also, like, influenced their decision. Now it's like, well, they can't really get rid of Chioza because, I mean, as long as he's on a two-way deal, he's still eligible to play for the Wizards in regular season games, early, especially early on in the season before Isaiah Thomas comes back. And so, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if Chioza, who is on the two-way deal, is probably active and plays in front of Justin Robinson, who actually made the team. Just because I think that Chioza is a better player right now, whereas they view Justin Robinson as a as a great long term prospect, and I think they view them both as good as good long term prospects. But I think that they've clearly had more invested in Robinson for the future. But you know, at the end of the day, though, you know, Chioza has outplayed Robinson. He's looked a lot better than him uh, playing that point guard position early on in the preseason, at least. 
Yeah, I, and, and you know, I, I think that's a, a reasonable thing to, to expect, right? Like, Justin Robinson is a, a rookie. Chris Chioza is a dude who is, like, he's 24 years old. He's been around the league for a while, um, played played with the Rockets last season for, for a really short stint, right? And and so, I, I mean, I think, um, you know, that that is to be expected. And I, I think you're right. Like, we'll probably see Chioza play for the actual squad, especially, like, if, if we see any more injuries to the to the point guard position, and, and good lord, I hope we don't. But uh, you know that that that's reasonable. And I I think I think he's also a, a pretty good player um, at this point. So you know I I um, I look forward to to seeing what that that point guard rotation um, shakes out like, and hopefully it we don't see uh, too too much of Ishmael just kind of running around. <laughs> See, hey, so then that's a perfect segue for us to get into um, the the point guard rotation. So I noticed some things watching the uh, last preseason game against the 76ers, and uh, you watched that too. And I noticed some things about the rotation that I think that were of very uh, uh, that, that, that that were of note. So I think that um, what they did with uh, the backup guard position, what I noticed was that Jordan McRae played yeah. a lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, and he basically played in both guard spots. So he was basically like a combo guard. So he came in for Ish, and so he played with Brad, and then they brought Ish uh, back in, so he played he played with Ish and spelling Brad. So really, I think early on in the season, we could, we could potentially see Jordan McRae playing, you know, 20 minutes a night as the backup to both the one and the two. And, you know, this is something that I think – this is an opportunity that I think that he is, has much deserved. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, people – a lot of people around the NBA are going to be surprised as to how efficient of a scorer he is uh, on the offensive end. Yeah, no, that dude's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's always been a bucket. I, I remember um, back when he was in uh, – he was with the Cavs. I think it was the um, – it was either the 14-15 or 15-16 season. I can't remember – um, yeah, I, I think he was on the 16 cast that yeah, went I think it was, but he right. actually has a ring. So. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and like, I, I just remember um, Cavs Twitter, like, raving about this dude, right, that just, like, he couldn't he couldn't quite crack the rotation because, like, obviously, like, Kyrie Irving and Sarah Smith and, and all those guys were there. But, uh, but you know, it, it was – they when, whenever he did play, like, people were hype about it. And once he came to the Wizards, I was like, okay, like, Let's see. Let's see what this dude has. And, and like, sure enough, like with the go-go, he he's he's lighting it up, right? Like he comes comes over here in, in the in the preseason, still lighting it up. Like I, I think I think this dude has a lot of uh, of potential. I, he he played a lot uh, on the regular season team um, last year, not like huge minutes, right? But like I I do remember he he did play a, a role, especially when um, toward the uh, after the All Star break. Right when when yeah. like, the team was just ravaged with injuries, but but like I, I think he can play. I think he can play. Um, I don't know like if he's gonna make the Wizards. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if he's a difference between like pushing them from twenty five wins to to like a playoff team. But like he, I think he's good, and I, I think he can play. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know how many wins his uh, presence on the court will translate to, but I mean, just like you said, he can play. And so when you look at a. a a Wizards team who I think a lot of people are saying are devoid of talent. Just just having multiple guys who can play is a huge bonus. And so Jordan McRae is a guy that I believe can play and will be able to contribute 
for, for the team early on in the season, especially before Isaiah Thomas uh, gets back from injury. And so uh, another uh, rotation uh, little piece that I noticed was the fact that, you know, they, 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 they're they kind of playing uh, Isaac Bonga at that small four position, mm-hmm. but they're really, they're, they're rotating, you know, Bonga in with uh, – with uh, Rui and Davis Berton, and who are both technically power forwards, but I would not be surprised if uh, Scott Brooks rolls out uh, what would be his best starting five—a lineup of Ish Smith at the point guard, um, Bradley Bill at the two, uh, Rui and Berton as the forwards, and I don't know who's playing small forward, and Thomas Bryant at center. I think that that is something that the team could potentially uh, be looking to do. And so, what what, what are your thoughts about? You know uh, the the team's small four predicament right now with with them having uh, just Bonga as like really kind of the only healthy small four uh, who's ready to play right now with Troy Brown and C.J. Mouse still being out injured, and then also what 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 do you think of a potential lineup with uh, Rui and Berton both on the court at the same time? Yeah, like I I think that 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 Hachimura and and Berton's uh, lineup like that is and particularly with Thomas Bryant like I think that is a really good like that was very effective against the 76ers right and, and like we can say that like it was it was preseason yada 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 like preseason doesn't matter and it doesn't but like the the 76ers did not want to get smacked by the by the Washington Wizards on their home floor to to close out the preseason right and so but I think um, seeing uh, Bertans and and um, Thomas Bryant work so well as a uh, as a front court combo um, from from a big standpoint was really um, really encouraging uh, offensively to me and I thought they did a really solid job um, just like you're not going to contain and be but like you can only you know do your best and I thought they did they did uh, a, a pretty solid job of that even though like, like he he was fouled a lot. But um, yeah, he also he, committed a lot of fouls. Yeah, he, I was going to say he committed fouls, a lot of fouls. To be exact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think I'm, Hachimura at the three. Uh, I'm not sold on that yet, but I, I'm willing to to listen on that, right? Because I like I think he had he he's the kind of prototypical three in terms of like size and and length and things like that. But like I also know that. Um, as far as defending goes, there as, as a wing defender, being a wing defender in, in this league is, is far more difficult at this point than being a um, a defender at the four. Um, I think, and, and so like I I, I kind of worry that if you put him in that position where he has to go out and guard dudes like you know LeBron, Kawhi, uh, Giannis. Um, dudes like that, like that is that's tough. Maybe it's baptism by fire for him. I, I don't know, but uh, I would just try to put him in the um, the best predicament possible going into his his rookie season. I'm not sure that that's it, but like I I wouldn't mind uh, seeing it personally. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you. So then, I mean, there's there's a saying that goes that you know you 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 play the position that you're able to defend, and so I don't know if Rui Hashimura is going to be able to defend small forwards, especially early on in his career. But I mean, I think you know uh, this this is one of those situations where the circumstance kind of dictates uh, what what the Wizards are going to be able to do, and you know with them not really having uh, a lot of options, 
you know, at some at a certain point, you know, they're trying to win basketball games, so they got to put their best unit out on the floor. And if that includes, you know, Rui and Bertans at the four positions, then you know, kind of so be it at that point. And I think that the versatility that Bertans brings is it, 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 definitely very helpful with him being able to play next to Rui. And so Bertans, mm-hmm. you know, he 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 defends a lot of different positions. I think that he could defend, you know, some small forwards. I would rather him not be doing that. But I know that one thing, as far as Bertans being on the floor as a shooter, I mean, he's going to be able to stretch the floor, you know, better than, you know, in, in, in anybody. Like he, I mean, right. we're talking about a career 40% three-point shooter. So I think that the fit is there for them to be able to play together. And I do see this as a short-term thing. As uh, Troy Brown, uh, he actually did practice today. So Troy Brown will be back sooner than later, and I think that he will be the small forward starter for this team for the season. So they they just have to you know allow him to you know kind of get back and shake off that uh, that calf strain that he had. But again though, I think that um, you know it, 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 as far as Scott Brooks' options for the starting lineup uh, against Dallas uh, in, in in two days, you know it's either you know start uh, Bertans and Rui or start Isaac Bonga. And it's like I think I would rather go with uh, Bertans and Rui than to have a 19-year-old Isaac Bonga starting the season. And even though I've been impressed with Bonga's ability to kind of just gel in on the basketball court, like he, he doesn't enforce the issue, he makes the right passes, you know, he's got good size and good length, and I think that there is some potential there for him, but I don't know if, if he's ready to be a, a day-one starter for opening day for an NBA team at this point. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, that's too – I think that's just too much – too much to put on put on a guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like for a, sure. a, a first year dude, like that's that's a lot. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, dude's nineteen years old, and you know, people have to remember that he he's been injured some throughout the preseason too. So it's not like he's been at every training camp practice. So you know, he 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 still has a lot to learn. Uh, you know, before before we could just throw him out there to the fire. Right. Yeah, so and when we look at this uh, potential, this matchup against the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday, what are um, what, what are some of the things that you uh, think about this matchup? And, you know, uh, how do you think the Wizards can potentially get a big upset? Um, I mean, I don't think the Mavs are that good, to be honest with you. So tell that to the rest of NBA Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're probably – we're probably moving a little bit too quickly on the maps. Like I, I haven't seen Porzingis in in a year, right? And, and so like I, I want to see, I want to see that. Like obviously, like Luka Doncic is really good, but once you get past those two, um, there's not like there's not a and there's not a they're thin. Like let's just say that. Like let's just call them thin, right? Call it what it is. There's not a lot of uh, productive players on that roster behind, behind them, and so. Like when you when you put that in perspective, I think it. I, I wouldn't say that the Wizards winning would be an upset as much as as much as um, as much as it would be uh, a win that I don't very much expect. Right? Like I don't I don't know if they'll win this game, but I know that they can win the game. And I think um, any anytime you have the best player on the floor where like I'm I'm saying that that's Bradley Beal. Like I think you I think you get a get a shot. Right? Yeah. And, and so like if if the Wizards are gonna walk into the game with, with the best player on the floor and build then, then like I think they have a real chance. 
Yeah, I think that they have. A, I think that Bradley Beal is still the best player on the floor, despite you know. Uh, I know the Luca mania is you know sweeping the nation right now, <laughs> but you know I still Bradley Beal. Give me Bradley Beal all day, every day over uh, Luka Doncic uh, at this very moment. Right. And you know I also believe that um, it, it, this will be a big matchup for for Thomas Bryant to be able to see what he can do with a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, and so you know th- th- this is a guy. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this when we were talking about the Philadelphia game earlier, but one of the things that I noticed about Bryant was the fact that he did such a great job with Embiid because you know, I've talked to him throughout the preseason, and he's told me that, you know, he's basically he's not chasing blocks anymore. He's not chasing trying to make plays on the defensive end. Only thing he's worried about is getting in position and using his 7-5 wingspan, his length, to contest and alter shots. And so when you look at a guy like that who's 6'11 with a 7'5 wingspan, yes, he's giving up a lot of size to a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, but if he can just get in position and just make it difficult for him, you know, I think that he, he, he is a, he's been a rebounding machine, honestly, in the preseason. And when you look at it uh, last year, for a 36-minute basis, he's almost averaging 12 rebounds a game per 36 minutes last year. So this is a guy who's proven that he can come in and grab boards on this level and so if he can kind of control the paint in that way, and, you know, and Brad is able to do his thing and he can get some extra buckets from McCray and, 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 and Rui Hashimura and Bertans hits his threes, I think that, you know, th- th- this team will have a great opportunity to win. And I'm like you, Mike. I, you know, I, I'm not buying the Mavericks as a potential playoff team out west. I think that, you know, they're going to be better than they were last year. But I, I think they gotta, like they got to show me. 10th or 11th best team in the west. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta show me, and and that's that's kind of that's kind of just it for me. Is is they they just have to to prove like I I'm and I'm very open to being to being wrong as per usual, right? But like I I just I just need to see it, and and like I think, um, you know the 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 thing about the Wizards roster this year is that like I said, like they're not they're not a great defensive team on on paper, right? But like if if Thomas Bryant isn't isn't doing the same gambling that he was doing last year. If he's more of a positional um, big defender, right? Like I think he has the size to um, like if, if he's just, all he has to do is kind of just be in the way. All you right? got to be big, man. You big, right, just, be just big. Be big. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you're right there when when dudes are coming at the rim, you don't foul. You keep your head straight up. Then that, I think that's uh, that that would be a, a great sign for the Wizards. Like and that, that's another thing that like I have to. I have to see it, but like, if that's the case, then like, I, I think he has the potential to be a really good um, big man. And it's like, he's already really good offensively, but if he yeah. if he adds that defensive component, then like, that's 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 top notch stuff at, at that position. Yep, not for sure. And I think that he is the one player that can potentially make a difference between the win total for the year. Like, if Thomas Bryant takes a, a leap. Like that, that could be the difference between yeah. four or five wins for the season. Absolutely. So, you know, and it really all depends on, on, on him and how he's able to, you know, continue to grow as a player. But, you know, I, I think that when we talk about all the other players and, you know, them not having that much impact on the win total, I think that Thomas Bryant is one of the players that can potentially impact how good the team can be this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm excited. I know that I'm just excited that preseason basketball is over and that, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, get the, the roll the ball out and you know, we're going to be going to plan some real games. So everything matters now. 
And, you know, I, I'm just excited for that, just that aspect of it. We can, we can stop, you know, talking about predictions and all this other stuff. Like, we can just start – we can just start uh, – we can, we can start overanalyzing the, the small sample sizes of the first week of the season. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, for one, am very happy that we can finally stop talking about the 13 through 16 spots on the team. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good Lord. And, and, and I need uh, Troy Brown to get back, get back healthy. Cause, yeah, cause, no, Troy Brown, hey, man, like I said, he I saw him at the uh, Wizards practice today. He practiced. So, you know, he he, he – I don't know. They. I don't know if he's doing contact and stuff yet. I don't know if he's going to be back in the next week or two. But he he will be back eventually. And I'm with uh, it. I think that he's a player that Wizards fans are very excited to see because uh, we didn't really get to see that much of him last year. Even though he showed some, you know, uh, some some potential flashes. Like for 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 a team that you know was really big on what Sadoransky could bring to the team as far as a versatility standpoint. I think that you know Thomas. I mean, I think that Troy Brown has a lot of those same characteristics. And, you know, if, 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 if he can come in there and kind of show what he can do, that, you know, may, maybe he can come in and, and, and also contribute and make a difference for this team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. But, Mike, I appreciate you for coming on. I want to give you this opportunity to kind of uh, uh, plug your stuff, man. I actually got a chance to read your uh, – your 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 your, your Jumpman blog post from this morning about the Jordan brand. That was some great stuff. Yeah, man. Thank you for reading. Go ahead and plug that piece and anything else that you have that you're working on right now. Yeah, man. Thank you for reading. Um, Everybody go subscribe to uh, my sneaker newsletter, uh, The Kicks You Wear. I just write about, um, you know, the the sneaker stuff that you don't really think about, but it's very important to you and your um, your favorite player, right? you can find that at kywkydw.substack.com. Follow me on Twitter at Mike D Sykes on uh, IG at Mike D Sykes. All that, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, just just uh, stay in touch. I like to talk to people. So yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, man. And you, you're you're very good at engaging on on Twitter, getting getting the getting driving the conversation <laughs> around, and not only stuff that's going on with the Wizards, but you know just NBA stuff in general and. And you know, kick game stuff. So you know, I do my on. best, man. I do my best. I'm just, I'm just trying to get plugged in like you, bro. Oh man, we all we, we all have our gifts and our talents, man. But you know what? That's the point of community building, so that we can all build and help each other. Though. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mike. Thank you for coming on again, man. I, I hope to talk to you and see you soon, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. All right. Chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking it, try getting fast. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a strip, like fuck it. 
They just trying to make some bucks. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. Live with a J, we'll be on the same team. I wanna ball like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net, girl showing shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Cause all these girls to a ring. I wanna ball like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net Girl, she was shot for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring Hey Prime members You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music Download the Amazon Music app today